Hello, and what is up? Welcome back to the Stoned and Unusual podcast. Hope you're enjoying your day, or your week, whatever whatever you're trying to get through. I hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> I got a little stuff for you today. Hopefully it's enough. Hopefully it's long enough. I got some feedback on the last episode, and I thought, why not put some of it to good use? So we're going to jump into it here in a second. I got a few things to go over, kind of say, ramble about. I don't know. Here's the thing. I uh, actually cut my hand yesterday. Funny story. Uh, I can't keep a glass piece at all. I always break them somehow. In some way, I break it. So the other day, I think I was trying to take the banger out of my dab rig and uh, snapped it right in my hand. Cut my hand, the inside of my hand, wide open. It's not like a huge cut, but still, it hurts. Fine glass cut. It's like a paper cut, but worse. Yeah, so that's my fourth banger I broke on this rig so I'm gonna have to figure something out every time I go down to the head shop and get a new one they're always like you sure you don't want to get this slightly more expensive one and I'm like mm. no because I know myself I'm just gonna fucking break it in a few weeks anyway do any of you have problems like that that you break pieces constantly or like how how, how do you get through that like should I just bubble wrap everything? <laughs> it's just it's just something that I think about because like even regular bongs, I can't keep regular bongs either. My very first one was the cutest little purple and green, maybe eight inch tall glass piece. I think Twisted Sister made it. Um I love that thing. It's perfect little. I don't. I. I can't remember exactly how that one broke, but I think it had something to do with it was cold outside, and the water froze, and somehow it broke. I don't know. I can't remember. The one I got right after that. It was like my my step up. Beautiful white and red gorgeous twisted sister had like a round nice round bottom and a very skinny neck it kind of reminded me of like a like an alchemy bottle I don't know something that you'd see in like Skyrim or something (laughs) and then the one after that I got tired of breaking them so I got a silicone one that one got disgusting it got so nasty And, like, every time I would clean it, it would, like, soak up the alcohol. So then when you would smoke, you kind of, like, be inhaling fumes from, out, like, uh, rubbing alcohol. I don't know. And then um, I got rid of that one just because I was, I didn't like it. I was tired of it. The one I got after that was another Twisted Sister one. 
I really like the Twisted Sister glass. It's kind of funky and cool, but I always fucking break it. The one after that was... That one was a, uh, it was a bigger... I want to say maybe a, a foot and a half. Silicone one was like a foot. Uh, so, foot and a half. That one was also red and white. But it was more of like an orangish, orangish red. That one also froze. And that's the one that I... I thought that I could still smoke out of it. So when I blew into it, because sometimes it only took just like a, a small little blow into the the glass piece for it to clear everything out. <laughs> so uh, as soon as I blew into it, I literally blew the bottom right off of it. I have a picture somewhere on my phone. I wish I, I, wish I had a way to f- put that up. Uh... I I cried. That was so devastated. Probably my favorite piece. I actually super glued it back together, but it doesn't work because super glue (laughs) has holes and stuff. So (laughs) it's just like a memorial piece now in my dresser. Uh, One after that was. Oh. The one after that was actually this blue one that I have currently at my house. It's a Twisted Sister one. Like a foot, maybe a foot tall. Uh, that one, though, kind of pulls funny, so I don't really like that one. <laughs> I only use that one when I really have to. So after that one, because I realized I didn't like the way it pulled, I got a different one, and that one was like a beaker. Uh, and that one was two feet tall, two feet beaker bong, and I blasted stickers all over it. it. Was my favorite. That one was beautiful. I wish I could ha- I get another one like that, just because it, it's just <laughs> I just want to put stickers all over something like that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, that one broke conveniently enough because I got done smoking and I thought I was about to put it on the coffee table. I thought the coffee table was under it. It was not. And I dropped it like two feet on hardwood floor. The bottom of it shattered. I bawled. Oh my God. I was so upset. I even saved, like, the the neck of it for the longest time. Like, I could not get rid of it because I had so many stickers all over it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why can't I keep a piece at all? Like, what what is my problem? I just don't understand. And then the one after that was the one that I currently keep at Jeremy's house, which is Little Spaceman beaker maybe like a foot tall if that not even probably like eight inches I'd say um but that one I broke the down stem in so (laughs) I literally shatter any glass piece that I own 
that I own, though. I, I don't think I've broken somebody else's yet. Just kidding. I think maybe Alex once, but I think it was like a bowl. Like the bowl piece I broke, not like the ball. Easily replaceable. But yeah. Does anybody else have any problems like that? Or how should I how should I go about not having that happen? Like I'd like to have a fucking shrine someday, like a bookshelf full of all of the pieces that I've loved and enjoyed and used and I don't know. Maybe that's just me being crazy <laughs> wanting to collect it and shit. <laughs> But yeah, that, so I uh, cut my hand. My hand is very tender, so that sucks. I've also been watching The Walking Dead, but I have I've had it on like uh, continuous like play as I go about my apartment and do what I need to do. It has me thinking about like I I know for a fact. I could survive a decent amount of time in a zombie apocalypse, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd be one of those people that make it to the very end. Like, I don't, I think I would do something to mess that up somehow. But I always think about it. You know, like I think about how oddly okay I would be with it if a zombie apocalypse did happen. Like, Everything shuts down and we kind of have to live off the land. Well, I mean, I'm cool with that. I can deal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would be scary. And you'd have to know what the fuck you're doing. That's where my Call of Duty experience comes into play. <laughs> I play the, uh, I'm going to butcher this. It's the, I'm not even going to try to say it. It's the World at War map. Uh, the zombie map. The concrete building. Like one of the first. I remember playing it real young. with Like my uncle got the World at War game for his PlayStation. And we were playing it. And like as a kid I was terrified. I was terrified. So... I couldn't get anywhere, but recently, like, I push myself, I'm playing it, I'm trying to see what I can do, and dang, the other day I got to level 20, I was so proud, I know it's not the best, because I was looking on YouTube, and it's like, the the world record is 255, I think, yeah, 255, which is insane, like, I don't know. I, I would get tired. I would get tired at some point, And I don't know if I could keep going. But, like, real life, I could totally hold up somewhere. I think so. Especially with the people that I know. And I'm, like, related to. I know for a fact I could survive a decent amount of time at least. How about you? Can you can you survive the zombie apocalypse? Would you survive the zombie apocalypse? If if the zombie apocalypse was knocking at our door tomorrow, would you be ready? 
<laughs> I wouldn't entirely be ready, but I would be ready. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be prepared, but I'd be like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Those are some of my little odd thoughts of the day, you know, what what I've been pondering and thinking about. I've had anxiety all this week because I was supposed to start my new job this week. And there was some, like, issue with the background check, so <laughs> I have to start next week. <laughs> so I was kind of stressing about all of that and just trying to figure out a good quality podcast to put out this week because I didn't want it to be like another game like Alec and I played I wanted it to be something that was informational kind of I guess (laughs) like even even Jeremy said to me the other day he's like babe why don't you talk about like laws and stuff I'm like oh my god I didn't think about that like good fucking idea Thanks, babe. <laughs> I did I did try to find some kind of law-related topics for this week. Uh, it's not, like, anything fantastic. But, yeah, I have a timeline from about 4,000 B.C. to current times. And a lot of this stuff... Early on, yeah, I didn't know, like, I didn't know about. I I wish they would have taught it in school. I would have greatly appreciated that so much more. I mean, I understand, I guess, kind of why they didn't. I don't know. Cannabis is bad. I mean, no, it's not. On another note, I was thinking, uh... You know, I do have some photos of the the bongs that I smashed or broke or devastatingly lost somehow. Um, I think I'm going to post them to the Facebook page, the podcast Facebook page. Uh, so you can go there and check that out if you want to see what it looked like and what it looks like now. I'll go take a picture of the travesty that I put back together (laughs) um but yeah so got a few laws got this timeline I think that I can make it a hefty episode by myself so we shall see let's begin I gotta take my glasses off here for a second they've been giving me a headache it's another thing like any pressure on my head my head instantly starts getting like I just start my head starts hurting and it's, it just progresses so much worse. Stop it before it happens. I think I'm just going to do the laws first because there's only a couple of them. Hold on, where are, they, where are they? They're not, and they're not like laws. They're just like news happening in cannabis, like the cannabis industry. So yeah, to start I found... Uh, Bob Marley's son, Rowan Marley. I love the way that it's spelled. Very pretty name. (laughs) Uh, Launched, or is, no, I'm sorry, didn't launch, is going to launch Lion Order. 
on 420, which is a lifestyle brand that's going to have products like cannabis, hemp-derived CBD, clothing, and luxury accessories to enhance the ritual of consumption. That's what, like, the the uh, little article said. I thought that was great. <laughs> the ritual of consumption. That's what we all need to think about it. But I, I think it would be pretty nice to check that out, kind of see what fancy stuff he's got on there. I'll be watching for it, at least. Also saw that, um, well, while we're down in that area, Costa Rica just legalized it medically on March 1st, so... Y- you can now get medical cannabis in Costa Rica. Isn't that like the vacation destination of the world or something like that? I don't know. I thought that's what I heard somewhere. The place where people go to party. I don't know. Never been. <laughs> Maybe someday. We'll see. And then New York's governor says that adult use sales could start as early as March. Like this month. Um, If the company and or dispensary can supply the demand, pretty much, then they have to submit a... I don't know if it's a permit or a license, like a secondary license, but they have to submit something to the, I think, health department? Just to be able to sell it recreationally. Um... And they said that they are scheduled to launch March 15th. So they should have already launched because it's now March 18th. So I don't know if I have anybody in New Jersey listening. Probably not because, I mean, I live in PA and maybe a handful of people are actually listening. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably all from PA too. So, Um, And then the last one that I have here is for New York. New York's governor wants drug war victims to open the first legal dispensaries. The state plans to dedicate the first 100 licenses to anybody convicted of a marijuana charge. Or like cannabis related crime. I think that's pretty nice. Kind of giving back, you know, for what they took. That's it for the news on cannabis. Not really. There's so much more. That was just like a couple interesting ones that I saw. And I thought, hmm, wonder if other people know about these. If you thought that was interesting, let me know so I can include more. (laughs) I'm really trying to be more comfortable in front of like speaking at my computer. Because as I sit here, I like I, I have this little setup, the microphones in front of me, my laptop. Uh, I have like a little book that I write notes in, and I do the podcast, so I can see like the audio coming in to the laptop, and I'm trying not to sound like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. On to the timeline. So we got, um, you know, 4,000 BC. So very, very, very long, 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 very long time ago. (laughs) Uh, That was like the first noted cultivation of cannabis. And as I said in 
previous podcasts. Uh, this was like the the Mongolia China region. They considered cannabis um one of the five grains. It was like a major uh food crop for them. There was fields of it everywhere. Just open fields of cannabis. Just I would love to just walk through a forest of cannabis trees because they just got so big. That would be wonderful. <laughs> um but yeah, they uh they used it for production of like textiles and rope and paper and oil. They used it entirely. Um so because China used it, uh eventually Turkestan um adopted it and started using it for clothing and um other such things. They they claim that it has a high durability, so I don't know. I would like to get a like maybe a hemp shirt or a hemp pair of pants or something. I don't know, just to see. See what it's like. You know? Um, and as a food crop, what they did is the seed, like they would pop the seeds and use the seeds as a major grain. And um, like with this, what they did is with that, they pretty much um, extracted the oil from the seeds and used the oil for like frying foods or um, like bigger industrial applications. So, like, the things that we could be using, the things that we have at our disposal that most of the companies right now are just throwing away, it could be used, (laughs) it could be turned into something, why aren't we doing it? That's, like, my biggest thing. It's all, like, especially, like, here in um PA it's all well the DOH doesn't approve of certain things so like once it goes wrecked there's probably going to be a little more leniency but like we we're throwing the whole thing away come on now like we need to do something use it somehow like there's even people that like just boil the stems boil stems down into a tea Like, you're not going to do anything else with them, just throw them away? Okay, but boil them down into a water and make something else out of it. Get as much as you can get out of it before you get rid of it. (laughs) Everybody knows. Even in 4000 BC, they knew. In the Pan Pau village, I believe is what it was called. Um, I could be wrong on the pronunciation. So in uh, 2737 BC, they recorded it as being used for pharmaceutical purposes. So like doctors were prescribing it for um, ailments such as gout, rheumatism, and malaria. I didn't even, like, I don't, I should dive into, I'm sorry. I just stuttered three times. I'm very sorry. Uh, 
I'd like to see what it does for like malaria. That's interesting. I didn't know that it could do that. Um, and then the father of Chinese medicine said to be the author of the divine husbandsman Materia Medica. He has been also known to have tasted over a hundred herbs to test their medicinal value. And he's also believed to have introduced acupuncture. That's so cool. All the stuff you learn. Around 2000 to 1000 BC. There was a kind of a couple of them that I have right here on this page. It's kind of filled this page. So there's quite a bit information here. So we got the Scanthians. 2000 to 1000 BC. They were like an Indo-European um, nomadic people. They used to use cannabis in steam baths. They were actually known for their steam baths. Um, Herodotus, that sounds right. For 450 BC wrote in the histories, the Scanthians howl in their joy at the vapor baths. Pretty much hotboxed a room and sat in it. It was essentially, Leafly actually tweeted about it on August 7th, 2020, that the vapor baths were essentially an ancient hot pox. So, they also found a solid gold bong in one of the Scanthian tombs. Pretty cool. I thought it was interesting looking. I don't know how you'd smoke out of it, though. It was a little odd. Kind of looks like it's an egg or something when you put it together. I don't know. Or maybe it's more like a jeep. It's not really like a bong. They call it a bong, but it's more like a jeep. Like a one hitter, pull it from the bottom type thing. I don't know. Then we're at like uh, 1500 BC where we got Ebers Papyrus. Uh, you know where that's from? One of my favorite places in the world. I hope to be there someday. Egypt. Um, it's actually an Egyptian medical papyrus of herbal knowledge. And um, actually makes a note of medical cannabis as a way to treat inflammation. Ebers papyrus is written in um, Heratic Egyptian writing and represents the most extensive and best preserved ancient Egyptian medicine known today. Um, on it, there's, uh, I, I wrote down like three examples of some remedies that, that's on it. Um, so for birth control, they have to prevent conception, smear a paste of dates, acacia, and honey to wool and apply as pessary. A pessary is like an IUD. Kind of. Not really, but in broad terms, kind of. Um, it can be used, or I'm sorry, there was a remedy for diabetes. Drink a mixture of elderberry, a sit plant fiber and milk, beer swill, cucumber flowers, and green dates. I'm not sure. I know. I remember under that one, it was like noted that they weren't sure what a sit was, but assuming plant fibers comes after it, it's some sort of plant. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, and then we got guinea worm disease. <laughs> this one was really gross to look at, and I'm, I really wish they showed something else, not this one. <laughs> but you wrap the emerging end of the worm around a stick and slowly pull it out. That's the remedy. After 3,000 years, this is still a preferred method for removing these worms. It's gross. I guess there's like, a, I'm sorry, there's like a parasite in the water and if you drink the water then the parasite like eats through your intestines and just gnaws its way out of your body. So you gotta pull it out. <laughs> uh, we're gonna stay in Egypt for a little bit longer and we're now at 1213 BC where Ramses II they discovered cannabis pollen on his mummy. Did you know that he lived 96 years? Or like 90 some years? Whereas during that time period, most Egyptians were only living about 40 years. It was the weed. <laughs> it was the weed. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I actually found, uh, there's actually someone later on that adopted uh, the use of cannabis because the lower class Egyptians actually used it as well. So it really wasn't the weed. I was lying. I'm sorry. <laughs> It'd be cool though if it was. It was probably the fact that he was, you know, a pharaoh and rich and wealthy and could have all of the medical attention he would want. So... That's probably why he lived so long. Who knows? Uh, we got some Assyrians in about 900 BC. They used it for the psychoactive effects and uh, for, for like recreational or medicinal purposes. Either or. They used it for both. Um, they're... The Assyrians, I'm sorry, the Assyrians are uh, Middle Eastern, and uh, they're still, I mean, they're still present today. They're just spread throughout the world now, uh, but in ancient times, they were in the Middle East, and um, the Assyrian uh, civilization was uh, centered around a city called Assur, Assur. Um, the ruins of which is located in North Iraq now. Northern Iraq, I'm sorry. They were fearsome warriors that smoked weed. That's all. That's pretty cool. How many times do I say that? Probably too many. I need to think of something else to say. <laughs> Moving on to about 400, yeah, 450 to 200 BC. The Greco-Roman era. I loved this in school, like this this time period in history class. I loved learning about it. I loved all the projects we got. It was my favorite time. But uh, they got it from the Middle East or uh, Eastern Europe. It's not like definitively known. But uh, they would prescribe it for toothaches and earaches uh, and the elite women of the empire would use it for 
menstrual cramps and labor pains. And a Greek doctor, Claudius Galen, noted that it was widely consumed throughout the empire. So, before it was legal, it was legal everywhere. Everybody enjoyed it for its sole purpose. We got some Arab traders in the 1300s. So this is like after, I'm sorry, yeah, AD, 1300 AD, so year 1300, I guess. Arab traders brought the cannabis from India to Eastern Africa where it spread inland. And there they call it Daga. And they used it for malaria, asthma, fever, and dysentery. I mean, everybody uses it for mainly the same thing, so why don't we just legalize it? Make it known. Let people study it and figure out what all it can actually do. Alright, so jumping ahead on the timeline a little, we got... We move to more present times, so 1500... Uh when the Spanish conquest happened. Spanish brought cannabis to the Americas where it was used practically for like clothing and rope and fuel, like the textile part of the plant was used. Um, it was introduced as a psychoactive and medicinal drug years later. So eventually they started using it. They also used it in religious rituals among Brazil's African community. And here's that Egyptian tidbit that kind of plays into the Ramsey part where I said that it, it wasn't because of the weed. Uh, Napoleon actually brought it back to France from Egypt in 1798 and uh, they investigated it for its pain relieving and sedative qualities. And it was used to treat like tumors, coughs, and jaundice uh, during the war's conquest, Napoleon found that, um, like I said earlier, the lower class Egyptians used it regularly. So he brought it back and studied it because he wanted to know. He wanted to know how great it was. <laughs> I don't know. Now we're in about 1839, William O'Shaughnessy. That's how I'm sticking with that. That's how I'm saying it. He was an Irish doctor that introduced the therapeutic use of cannabis. So, to Western medicine. I'm sorry. He introduced it to Western medicine. So, now a little more modern, about 1900, medical cannabis. I don't remember where this one was at. Oh, no, this was just general United States, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 1900, medical cannabis. Cannabis was... um like, used in medicine. You could buy, like, over-the-counter medications that had marijuana as one of the ingredients. Two of which names were called Paizo's Cure and One Day Cough Cure. Uh, I'm assuming they had other things in them, not just uh, cannabis, but they used it as something like oil added to the cough medicine or what have you. But then in, so that was like, 
Yeah. 1900 flat. So we got like 14 years later, the Harrison Act goes into effect. Um, so that's where all drug use is declared a crime in the United States. A federal law that regulated and taxed the production, importation, and distribution of opioids and coca products. So, like, cocaine. (laughs) This was Congress passing the Harrison Narcotic Drug Act, and it was the first attempt to control narcotic trafficking, essentially requiring those who uh, transported, sold, or possessed the narcotic would have to report it to the IRS and pay taxes on it. And then I'm assuming that's how you'd get caught. And then you would be in trouble. <laughs> but then not too long after that, about 1937, the Marijuana Tax Act went into effect where cannabis was banned. Considered a Schedule One drug, which was in 1970. Um, the Schedule One category... Uh, means cannabis had no accepted medical use and at the same time a high potential for abuse. They were like, don't let them smoke the weed. (laughs) And then the funny part of it all is realistically it all comes down to the fact that we ourselves have receptors already in our uh, like biochemistry. Like I'm probably wrong by saying biochemistry, but it's already inside you. The receptors are already in there. Like, you were born with them. So the fact that we have receptors to consume and feel this medicine, why not? Why don't we just accept it? I mean, we have an endocannabinoid system. If that doesn't shout... Yes, it was meant for us. Then I don't know. Biological. That's what I wanted. Biological. Damn it. So then we get it to about modern day. 2000 to 2018 is on the graph that I found. I mean, now we're in 2022, so a lot more has changed. But the biggest step was when Canada established that it was legal for you to access medical cannabis from any licensed producer. They have like three names, MMAR, MMPR, ACMPR. They all stand for something. So uh, MMAR is the Medical Marijuana Access Regulations. MMPR is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. No, not really. That's just <laughs> when I Googled it, that was the first thing that popped up. <laughs> um, it actually means Medical Marijuana Production Reviews. <laughs> I really wanted to throw that joke in there. It's the stupidest joke I've probably told. Um, An ACMPR means access to cannabis for medical purposes regulations. That didn't make sense to be. Medical purposes regulations. I feel like there's too many S's in there. So yeah, that's like uh, the gist of it pretty much. I mean, that's... That's just what I found so far. I mean, now if you look at it, we got, um, I mean, even here in PA, like, 
there's uh, companies popping up left and right, so there's not really much that we have to worry about. It's just a matter of time before it happens, and I just think, I just think we need to get there. The world will be a better place, for sure. That's exciting news. I also have to try to kind of figure out how I'm going to be setting up these next few weeks with podcasts, because of... I have a feeling it's only going to be like maybe one podcast a week until I get my schedule set because I actually start a new job on Monday. So we shall see. Yeah, I I need input from people. I need whatever, whatever you want to say. Reach out. Say it. Let me hear it. I appreciate every single one of you that listens and does give me feedback and does talk to me about how the podcast is going and you know being supportive I appreciate all of you so much and I can't wait to do so much more I have so many ideas I just I'm getting a little freaked out because I have a lot kind of coming up here the next few weeks that I've been stressing about so it's like Oh, I got to pick one and I just got to do it. So I'm sorry if I lack on the episodes for the next few weeks because I was trying to do at least like two episodes a week to kind of get a continuous flow. That way, maybe it would bring people in a little bit, give them something to listen to. Um, I'm going to have to pause on that for at least a couple weeks and it might only be an episode a week until I can get back into my rhythm so and I have so many people that I want to have on here I really want Jeremy to come on here but I'm 100% sure that he does not want to so everybody that does listen should say that they want him to be on here (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like he knows so much he's great he's wonderful (laughs) Maybe someday. I hope so. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. If you listened all the way to this part now, you're probably toning me out at this point. You just have it on because you support me and you you just you're a wonderful person. But if you are actually listening, I really, really, really hope that you have a great day. And things are going to start to get so much better.